I'm joined today by Bobby Bobak. He's a developer based in the UK who has been developing his application for Coffee Filtrue for the last five years. The app has gone from strength to strength, so I thought I'd get Bobby on the show to talk about his process. Bobby, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, so Bobby, um, how did you get into development? How did, how did your story with all of this start? Um, it begins in 1999. <laughs> um, it's a funny story. I've, uh, I've always been into video games and I've never had a decent machine to, to play games on. I've not had a, I've had a PC, but it was designed for, um, office work. So my dad bought it for himself and I kind of, I, um, tried to use time after school to kind of try and play some games but I quickly found out any any games that my friends in school were playing I, I couldn't launch because I didn't have um, a 3D accelerator yep um so I kind of been browsing through um the CDs um, from PC magazines that my father's been kind of collecting really to get his skill into using the Windows operating system and the office suite and everything um I found few apps here and there and then quickly realized you know there's there's an app called um delphi borland delphi builder yep and that was a like a an environment for building applications so i kind of been um playing around with that it's kind of that's the origin story <laughs> awesome and then in school um i had a really really good it teacher so he, he organized like an evening it class for any kids that were interested in you know learning about computers and either playing games or just doing some more stuff and he's given me a software desk which was called click and play so that was kind of a massive boost for my interest in computing and programming because it had a an interface where you could build your own games. For me, it was perfect. I could play games at home. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so I kind of made this game called Mafia in the City, which was a top-down driving game, racing game, where you would have, uh, you know, you would escape police and a little glyph of your car was um, chased by another glyph of a police car. And um, (laughs) I would script very basic things of like um, colliding into houses and then kind of... um, drifting and all that and then I started distributing that game on a floppy disk <laughs> to my friends at school that's really cool so you were sort of well on your way at that point working with this as was it software connect uh and also a mixture of delphi i guess kind of building up your your initial programming skills yeah it was to be fair it was very basic i, I knew how to um place uh, components onto a in like a window frame and trigger actions and kind of build basic functions. It wasn't until um, high school that I've really dwelled into um, PHP and kind of web development and kind of starting being serious about programming, really. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you did you kind of go on to study in, in programming sort of after high school? No. So um, my family's all been, been always about fine arts and design and kind of the visuals, <laughs> aesthetic. Um, my, my dad used to go to um, a local um, fine arts school. I kind of followed his path. I thought visual visual was the, the thing for me and kind of 
I've always tried to combine computing and either programming or kind of, you know, mocking around with like Photoshop and or either um, Cinema 4D or like 3D, 3D animation. So kind of programming has been always this kind of side thing that eventually I've built into. I even went to a university here in the UK to study uh, design for digital media. Looking back, it was the perfect combination of, you know, my kind of upbringing in digital design and and uh, arts. And then they would provide this opportunity for me to try bringing my interest in programming. It was Flash-based though. So it was, um, it was mostly building interactive. Um, it was every six or 10 weeks, we would have um, a client come in. It was either a, a local digital agency or a visual designer who would just come in and give us a brief. Being based in Salford, we had BBC come in quite often and kind of give us briefs. They've already had a, a product idea for so it was kind of a you know taking scraps from them to to kind of uh, have something to do um but for me it was great because i could um at the time i kind of bought, bought uh, an iphone so i um i didn't get into iphone development as soon there but i tried um there was this thing called phone gap at the time which was you know building basic html and css and uh, adding javascript to to kind of make an interactive version of an app, of a, of a website yeah. look like an app. With my programming skills at the time, it was it was it was easy because I could quickly build a design and and design it in Photoshop or some um, or, or Illustrator, slice it slice it into uh, assets, and then build it into an HTML interactive app, really, and then ship it as a as a PhoneGap app. It was you know it was, it was perfect because I could show my my skill set of hey I've got um I've got this you know, design thinking, and I've got this technical ability to kind of actually create a prototype and ha- hand it out to a, a, a potential user and actually test it with them. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's that's how I went. That's awesome. So that's, that's sounding like we're, we're what in the kind of maybe about 10 years or so ago by this point? Yeah, I, it was 2011, 2012, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking from there, it sort of sounds like you, you're very naturally one foot in the iOS world with the, with the phone gap development and that side of things. You've got your mm-hmm. design course and background and, and everything else in fine art sort of informing you um, in terms of the aesthetic that you want to approach. When did all of this sort of combine and you kind of then sort of went, right, I'm going into... To native iOS development. Sure. So um, that was actually until maybe three, four years after I graduated. I've had a, I was lucky to have a really good um, developer community here in Manchester. Um, so I, I used to attend uh, meetups for iOS, for um, uh, Ruby, which kind of I was coding in at the time. So after university, I went to um, become a, a full stack developer working in um, like an advertising agency, then onto a, like an interactive design company. Pretty early on, I've kind of switched from being purely designed into the opposite extreme, which I was, I was working as a, as, a, as a developer. And then, yeah, I was kind of drifting around in the web area, building web applications, building kind of front-end uh, user interfaces. And then it wasn't until maybe... 2015 that I was I was kind of right 
Swift point oh, 1.0 came about and I was I saw the potential that I can actually finally give Xcode a try because up until that point it was it was very scary and the the, the interface for Xcode was very overwhelming. Yeah. I couldn't really find <laughs> I guess a lot of people would <laughs> would say that the resources I could I couldn't really get into um finding the the, the kind of the right tutorial or a course that would just take for me. Yeah. And then Swift point 1.0 was this this thing for um uh, that just kind of tricked me into it really. <laughs> but <laughs> the first app I've developed was called Night Owl. It was a it, it was a side project that I kind of developed in the evening and I kind of hung out with my um friends to kind of pass it by them and have their feedback and ha- I've always kind of wanted that bring my design upbringing <laughs> and then really give um really create a like, beautiful ios app so so with night owl what what is it that night owl did sure so it was um it was a alarm clock um at the time i connected with few people who were doing this thing called quantified self yep so they would research about you know various ways to kind of maximize their health and productivity and also use technology to track themselves through that. And um I read this um this thing about REM cycles. You know, when you when you sleep you go through phases of light sleep and deep sleep. Um and there is this kind of sweet spot where, you know, if you if you can control that sleep, the the cycling of the of, of REM, you can actually wake up um more refreshed. Or if you you know break the cycle, you you wake up kind of angry a bit, um, you know not not really up to the challenge of the day. Um, so I wanted to make an app that kind of prompts you to go to sleep, knowing ahead when you want to wake up. So you kind of enter into the app, right? Um, I need to wake up at eight o'clock. So it would send you a local notification to tell you, hey, you know it's time to sleep. Um, yeah, go go to sleep. Um, it would also run. You could you would place it next to your um, bed and it would kind of run a notification in the morning. But because iOS at the time, it was it was, I mean, it still is, I guess. <laughs> Doing a third party alarm app, it you know would require the user to kind of have the app to run and lock it as a as a, a foreground app. Yeah, for the duration of the night. That's cool. That's that's quite a project to do as a first app. Um going going into the store yeah it was it was it was challenging i think um i actually developed in objective c so i know swift was this kind of ticking point but as quickly i I quickly realized um swift wasn't really it was quite buggy Uh, reading through stack overflow reading through um forums it was is it gave me this picture of maybe i should go back and actually learn the basics (laughs) of (laughs) what an iOS development is about. And the iTunes University had this um, um, uh, developing iOS apps um, course. And I think I caught that last Objective-C year where I, I, I learned the, the, the whole the whole thing in, in developing and using Cocoa and, and all those frameworks in Objective-C. So kind of, yeah, Night Owl was an Objective-C app. So it was double the challenge, really. <laughs> Uh, but that will have given you the uh, the underpinning and the base to then move on to sort of doing the things that you're doing now. I guess you know you've you've got that base of 
Objective C and the uh, the frameworks overall as well. So yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, that will have been a bit of a uh, an uphill struggle, I guess, at the time. But yeah, standing you in very good stead afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm a very uh, I love a good challenge. <laughs> Let's say that. So. I was going to ask you, actually, I've, I've seen that you describe yourself as a, a self-taught coder. Um, I, I think I'd describe myself uh, in that way as well. What does that kind of mean for you, really? Self-taught coder? I mean, um, I, I guess it's because my background is not in computer science. Yeah. I didn't go to university to study it, so I don't really know the, the basics that one would learn such as, you know, what a, um, like, bit shift operators are, how do you efficiently sort an array of numbers. I didn't really have the basics taught to me. Yeah. I jumped into this kind of, I'm um, a developer, not an engineer, <laughs> let's say that, um, where I get to use the technologies built by engineers uh, the, that, and I make products with, you know, with the programming language, with the frameworks and pulling other people's code into an app. And, and yeah, so I'm kind of self-taught, I guess, as that I treat, you know, taught myself and pushed myself into, you know, kind of this new field of, of making apps. Do you think there's anything in your in your process of learning that, uh, yeah, because of that, perhaps gives you um gives you another angle on things like i know for myself uh not having that university grounding also kind of means that i've always had to teach myself in a lot of ways so so when a new technology or a new thing comes out it's not in some ways it doesn't phase me because it's like okay yep i I know what this is like i can get myself started on learning this thing I was wondering if you sort of found you you had a similar kind of uh, approach there. Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, I guess looking back, I'm, I'm, I've got a very high work ethic. Um, so if I discover something that interests me, I jump into it fully. Yeah, and that sometimes costs a lot of nights. To you know, I'm kind of burning the midnight oil, trying things out and learning and experimenting. I guess there is excitement that comes with it. Yeah. And and I just I just kind of consume the information really easily. I would say. I mean, you know, depending on what I'm learning. But yeah, I, I think the learning aspect of it and kind of this this drive to 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 do more is uh, is what uh, it is. Yeah. Okay, so you've got you've got Night Owl as your first step, and obviously I know that you've got your your application for coffee fill true. I'm wondering, did you go directly from from Night Owl to Filtrue? Yeah, yeah. Um, Night Owl kind of was a 1.0. That kind of hit the App Store. And I've had, you know, a few users use it, but it wasn't really, I wouldn't describe it as a hit. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, And a few months later, I've been kind of, I guess, I'll I'll tell you where the passion for coffee comes because filter is a coffee app. Um, so all all throughout the university, I've kind of found myself a bit didn't really have a place to um do work, 
um, the library was too quiet, and then it was. I'm kind of a, an extrovert, so I all, 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 always um, seek this kind of connection with people, like-minded people. Um, so by hanging out with developers and going to those meetups, I quickly found out that there's there are there are local cafes that they go to and work from. Um, and there was this local cafe called North Tea Power here in Manchester. Kind of all the developers went to and you know they kind of have, they had this artisan coffee and they would just kind of share ideas and do their work and a lot of freelancers worked from there so i kind of would you know bring my laptop um which was a pc at the time um and kind of yeah just meet meet a few friends that i, I made and then do my university work there and then Pretty quickly, I made a connection with 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 the baristas working there, and they kind of taught me about coffee um, business, and you know the the fact that you can have a really good coffee without adding sugar, and then without adding milk, and you know there are all sorts of brewing methods, and there's this kind of whole alchemy aspect to coffee, and I was I was I was very interested to me because you know I um, I started learning about taste, and it was it was it was a, a, a I guess a new thing to learn and consume fully. So I kind of thrown myself into the the world of coffee by just being in cafes and working from cafes. So yeah, Filtru was this kind of um, Filtru actually started as a watch app. So 2016, um, Apple announced Apple Watch, and then um, you know, I just shipped Night Owl and I was looking, right, what, what can build next? And then I had some savings, so I bought an Apple Watch. You know, I was I was still going to a cafe, still working from cafes, doing some freelance work and in between kind of uh, evenings. And um, so I would hang out with baristas. So I was like, right, I've got this watch. It'd be cool if I could do this pour over coffee and it would just kind of vibrate on my wrist whenever I have to kind of stir it and pour it, just kind of guide me through the process. So I was, you know, spent a couple of evenings building this, you know, a, a simple timer app. <laughs> and I pretty quickly realized there is no market for coffee apps on an Apple Watch because not many people can afford one because it was, you know, it was a new product category and it, was, it wasn't really an established market. Yeah, it was a, a niche of a niche at that point yeah precisely so um so i was kind of right okay so i'm on to something you know training people on how to do this you know do a really good cup of coffee at home what can i do about it so you know i was was, um it was another challenge i could actually learn swift properly because at the time it was swift 3 3.1 when all these apis all the prefixes and this kind of new grand Grand rename, as yep. people used to call it. The great renaming. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I was kind of this, you know, right, I've got this app idea and then there is Swift. Let's, you know, let's give this a go. And again, you know, I did all the designs, making iconography and this kind of make an iOS version of this pro- watch prototype. Um, and then it was great because because I had so many barista friends, I could actually test it with real users and give them you know my phone and just like right can you tell me how many coffees and what the time for this brew is um so i'll just write it down and then kind of build a, a set of tabs that you know would guide a, a user 
That's awesome. So you were getting that direct that direct feedback at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that com- kind of comes from um, again this this kind of university course. They would teach us this kind of basics of user user experience design, and the fact that you kind of have to connect with the potential customer or user pretty early on at the de- in the design phase. You can't just build a product and just expect people to figure out this kind of you need their input because you don't really know if the user interface is going to be clear enough or is it going to be usable enough um yeah so i kind of adapted that pretty pretty early on what did the launch for filtru look like oh it was was terrible (laughs) um i uh i followed uh was it mark Harmon's blog i followed quite a few prolific ios developers and they all had this, you know, grand press release and there's press kit involved. And yeah. my apps were just, uh, just, 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 here's, here's me tweeting. I've launched an app, but be, it was because I, I was quite intimidated with, um, with marketing and the business uh, side of, 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 of launching apps or startups in, in fact. Um, I didn't really have that confidence to just, you know, cold, cold email uh, a journalist and say, hey, you know, I've launched this app. Um, do you want to give it a try? Do you want to write about it? I didn't really know how to approach it. I, don't, I couldn't really find any resource around it either. It was mostly, you know, just, you know, those, those people you would hit up top hits in Google or or Twitter that would, you know, just have this all figured out. So yeah, filter launched as a guess just yet another app in the <laughs> in the massive influx of apps. <laughs> so quite a, a soft launch, I guess, in a lot of ways. You, you just sort of put it out there and, and tweeted. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was it was a iterative process. You know, I've launched it five five years ago. And it, and it managed to grow, but again, I haven't. It was very organic. I haven't really approached anyone for for any marketing. I haven't really paid for like advertising. So it was, you know, it's I was pretty reliant on it growing itself. <laughs> so after the after you know it's in the store and and um, you you say you've got this organic growth. Like, how did that organic growth um, happen? What did it look like? as it developed sure so it was it was basically reviews i um i did this thing where i would pretty early on ask for a rating and a review um so i had some feedback coming through and you know people would say hey i love this app and i'm using this in a cafe so kind of it was great because you know i could see that people use this app um but it wasn't until maybe a year in like in 2017, I would come. Um, I would. I went out with my uh, girlfriend for some drinks, and then I came back, and I, I, I would have this notification. It's like, hey, there's 300, 400 people active active users right now on on Feltro. Wow! And then I was like, what well, was what's going on? I'm trying to find out. Um, and it turned out that Time Magazine did uh, uh, best best apps of the year so far. Roundup, and they've put Filtro as a number nine on their on their on their list. Wow! Yeah, so it feels like one of the uh, one of the journalists was a, a coffee geek and kind of found it in the app store. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so kind of that was it, and then it's then they went to a coffee 
magazine, coffee magazine here in UK. They kind of do a did a write up about coffee apps as well, and among them was Filtru. So it was yeah, it was always kind of me finding stuff out about Filtru by just googling. <laughs> that's kind of I've I've learned about the growth, <laughs> really. Yeah, that's that's brilliant though. You've you've got an app that is quite well niche. You know, it's it's, it's literally about coffee, and it is um, it's serving that niche very well. And it sounds like that's that's been part of its its reason for growth, if you like, that people have been clearly finding it really useful and then telling other people about it. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean it it that's kind of still approach I'm doing because I'm I'm not really comfortable doing a, a big launch. I guess I guess um for this next version of Filtro, um my plan is to really do it right and actually I've learned more now throughout the throughout the years, so I'm I'm, I'm hoping to do it right and do a, a you know approach journalist and do a, a big splash launch, um, as you call it. <laughs> so, what sort of features are going to be part of that that big next launch? So, this big feature, one would say, you know, it's it's kind of the big feature is AR. Um, and many people would say, right, you know, AR is a gimmick. But um, I've had this opportunity to attend a coffee festival and um, have a stand at, at a local coffee festival where I would you know, have Filtru be the center point and um, have people come in and have a go at you know, making coffee. At that festival, everybody, every like coffee roaster or a coffee um, equipment, distributor or a shop or a cafe would just have a stand and just give out samples so me and you know uh, uh, friends from uh, a local roastery we kind of flipped us and wanted to flip that scenario and have people come in have a go at making the coffee themselves using their coffee and using equipment of um, like a distributor they kind of we've partnered up but we used filter as this kind of tutorial <laughs> um yeah and it was it was amazing i was it was it was so many f- it was great to meet people who never had a coffee, a decent cup of coffee, and then use filtro and then taste it after, and they're like, "Wow, I'm tasting so much sweetness, so much acidity in here." And then I kind of just see those those eyes just pop that they can do it yep. themselves uh, easily. But in between that, I was I, I would observe how they use it, how how they actually assemble the equipment, and kind of. I would still see, even though they had felt through to kind of tell them, right, pour this here, wait, stir, these simple steps. There was still a need for them to kind of get familiar with the equipment of how to assemble like an AeroPress or this is uh, why you should wet the like um, wet the filter with some hot water. So I was like, it'd be good if there was a visual way to do it because a slideshow of just icons or graphics or a, a video is not immersive enough to kind of to give them this kind of um self um i don't know like confidence yeah so i thought ar would be this you know the great thing <laughs> actually a really good use case you know it's is it training in in wherever they are whether it's in comfort of their home or it's just you know someone in the cafe showing them how to do it without actually unpacking the the, the equipment that they have in the in a stock room. Um, 
yeah, so this kind of AR is the, the centerpiece of, of the next version, teaching you how to assemble the equipment. And then you can launch the timer to actually um, help you with the, um, the consistency because with specialty coffee, it's all about consistency and this flow rate where you um, add enough water during the period of time to actually get the extraction and get this the balance that gives coffee this great taste awesome so ar is going to be the absolute centerpiece of of is it feel true 2.0 or it's 3.0 um 3.0 wow yeah i mean there've been many iterations over <laughs> in between those uh point releases but yeah 3.0 is going to be a big one it, it actually has more features but I think the AR is this great one. I guess not. another great feature is um, I've listened to a few dub-dub talks uh, about vision. And I had a friend who also doubled with um, uh, with the vision framework in iOS. Yep. So we've kind of hacked around this um, text scanner. <laughs> that docu- using the document scanner, you know, you can do uh, OCR so you can pick up Pick up text from a um, from from a feed live feed of the of the camera in your phone. Yep. So I thought it'd be a great thing if you could pick out the the key information about the coffee bag that you've just purchased and just kind of keep a diary of the coffee you've been having. So the another feature in Filtro is going to be this uh, the beans screen where you can have in, it's, it's it's a little journal that you keep. Um, of, of all the coffees you've had and they, you can actually quick scan the bag of coffee um it's a beta feature because it is really hard to pick out text and actually get some meaning of it because it just picks up word by word and then we um me and my friend had to figure out this way of clustering text together and um how to kind of actually get meaning so we had a lot of regexts running through all this text i think it it's going to be a beta feature because it's it's not perfect it's i, I can't really put it as a the flagship feature because i know there's going to be so many unpredictable designs of bags of coffee that it's just not going to work on <laughs> yeah but once you've got that out there you'll be able to to iterate perhaps even quicker or, or stronger by having the the user feedback yeah, yeah. I mean, with that feature, I'm I'm setting expectation up front. You know, this is a work in progress, but I give them opportunity to actually send the data that the scanner is picked up and this data it's missed, along with the picture that the, yeah. um, this, the camera kind of snapshot uh, took a snapshot of, and kind of politely ask the user, would you mind, you know, contributing your data, you know, make make to make this product better. That's awesome. That that sounds like it's going to be a fantastic 3.0, and uh, I really look forward to seeing it. Whenabouts this year uh, do you think it's going to, to land in the App Store? I don't know, because I've been working on this for the past year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to launch it this time in 2020, but, you know, <laughs> COVID. A few and things have, yeah, a few things have happened. Many things have happened, both my personal and kind of... Uh, uh, work life <laughs> i'm still working on it i mean I'm, I'm nearing completion let's just put it this way so i'm hoping march april would be this this time to to actually give it give it out 
and uh, release it to the wild. Brilliant. I really look forward to seeing it. Bobby, before we go, uh, where can people find you online? So I'm on Twitter. My handle is Balinek, or just look for Bobby or Feltru. I kind of look, um, I'm appearing probably in top results. Um, and if you want to check out Feltru, go to getfiltru.com um, or download it uh, on the App Store. Brilliant. We'll link all of those in the show notes as well. Thanks. Um, I have a test light if anybody wants to try out the, the AR brew guys or anyone, um, I can share the link as well. That's great. Yeah, we'll definitely link that in. And uh, so, yes, if anybody listening would like to test uh, Filtru at all and perhaps see some of these these new features before the rest of the world, um, yeah, we'll link that test flight link on the show notes. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Bobby. Uh, it's, it's been great to have you. Thanks again for having me. It's been a pleasure.